0: This is Jana Warm. Uh, Jana, I had had the privilege of uh, baptizing Jana and Russell's son, Mackenzie, a few weeks ago. And uh, and in talking about that, I got a message from Jana that uh, just simply said, Hey, I'd like to talk about baptism. And uh, Jana grew up in the Catholic Church. Uh, She was baptized as an infant uh, as a part of her family's practice in the Catholic Church. But really comes to this moment saying that she has given her life to Jesus, knows that, and now is taking that step of being baptized as a believer by immersion. We're so excited about that. Okay, Jana. Right there, that's good. Jana, I have one simple question, and I know that this is something that's been established for you for a long time. Have you given your life to Jesus and accepted him as your Savior? Yes. Jana, it's by your profession of faith in Christ that I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bear with Christ the for is there anything better what a wonderful opportunity today for us to be able to celebrate baptism to be able to be a part of what God is doing in the life of this church the church i can't say this enough thank you thank you thank you for being a church that that holds high the value of seeing people come to Christ and take that step of believer's baptism. It's going to be a great day of worship. Let's stand together and let's worship today.
1: Good morning. You can be seated. Welcome to church. My name is Brad. I'm one of the pastors here, and I just want to say thank you for joining us this morning. It is so great to have you. This may be your first time, and if so, welcome. We are glad that you're here. We would love to know that you're here, though, and you can check in. That would be amazing. The instructions are behind me or on the screen if you're watching online. But, yeah, we're glad that you're here. We have some things that we want to make sure you know about. Now, when you check in, a lot of these things will populate Uh, Right after you check in, you'll see all the announcements. But just a couple things that are coming up. First is Upward Basketball. Uh, We are are getting close to that, but we need help in a different way. And this is a great opportunity if you can count. That's all that's required. We need some people to count, like, the number of times somebody dribbles. And that's how we evaluate uh, the kids as they join the upper league. And we need a bunch of hands for that. If you could help us with that, please let us know. Um, you can, there's the information there, text team to that number that will get you on the list to help us count. It's, it's a really important ministry. It's a lot of fun. So it's two nights, October 23rd or 24th. Need your help there. Another thing is right now at this hour, we have a brand new adult small group that started. This one deals, um, they're going to be looking at marriage. And so this is a, an ongoing opportunity to be a part of a small group. If you're looking for your next step and you are married, this is a great place to plug in. Uh, it's repeating in room 204 at this hour. You can go there next week. You can sneak out now and go check that out. Another thing is, we have a quarterly business meeting coming up next Sunday, and that's a great opportunity to find out more about the church and how we do what we do. Last thing is this On the, as you came in this morning, there's those slat walled walls. And there are there is a sermon guide that will take you through the next starting a brand new sermon series uh, that called the Power Routine. Make sure you grab one of those. If you didn't get one on the way in, you can sneak out and grab one. But it's really helpful to have that as we go through this time this morning and for the next couple of weeks. All that to say, we're really glad that you're here. I'm going to pray for us. Ask God just to show up in a very special way this morning. If you will pray with me, and let's see what God does this morning. Would you bow your heads and let's pray? Father God, we do thank you that we can come to you, and Lord, the the lyrics in that last song, the joy of the Lord is our strength, and how big is that? Because if we're asking for our own strength, we're so weak, and some of us have some really difficult, serious things going on, and, and we don't have the ability to show joy, but we know that true joy comes from knowing you, and that's the beauty of the gospel. So this morning, as we sing, and as we learn more about you, and We just ask that you show up in a very special way this morning. Father God, we pray that you would just be real to us as we offload and we reflect on your awesomeness this morning. God, we love you, and we thank you for Jesus, and in your name pray. Amen.
2: Well, amen. Let's stand together
3: again as we continue to worship and proclaim God's goodness today. Sing together. Amazing love that welcomes me, the kindness of mercy. That bought with blood wholeheartedly, my soul undeserving. so good every voice sing it out God you're so good church God, you are worthy of all of our praise you are worthy of all of our worship God you are worthy of all that we have for all that we have is because of you and through you and in you Lord we thank you for your faithfulness thank you that we can sing to a faithful God today we praise you and we lift up the name of Jesus in this place amen would you please be seated
0: Again, so good to see you, so grateful that we have the privilege of, uh, of being together. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, and uh, we'll be reading from there in just a moment. I, I'll tell you, that last song that we just sang, I, I love that, and I, there's so many good things, but I, I, there's, a, there's a phrase in there that just sticks with me every time, I, every time we sing that song, and it is, to my family I've witnessed it. And I think for so many in this room, you can look at your family and and either, I'll say this, either you've seen God work or you're praying for God to work. It's one or the other. You know, we so have a desire in our families and our homes to see God move and to see God's will and to see God's way, you know, working in our lives. And for some of you, you look at your life and you think, man, I really wish God would work in this situation. But for many of you, you also can look back and say, I've seen God work in this situation. And you know, that's one of the benefits and one of the beauties, we'll talk about this here in a moment, but it's one of the beauties of being a part of the body of Christ, of being a part of the church, is that we get a chance to kind of join together and encourage one another along the way, that that maybe everything is not always perfect in our life, but sometimes there's somebody that is sitting near us that is ahead of us, that has been there. And they can say, hey, just keep going don 't quit don 't back down don 't lose faith because it 's going to be okay i 've been where you are and i 've seen God move so I, it's just it 's an encouragement um, as we, uh, as we as we think about being a part. Of the body of Christ. This morning, before we get started, before we jump right into our new series and and uh, and message from uh, for for today, I want to share with you a a ministry, and you heard about it just a moment ago in our announcements. It is our Upward Basketball Ministry. We are uh, that is a really powerful ministry outside of Vacation Bible School. It is probably our most outreach driven ministry that we do here. There are lots and lots of kids and families that get a chance to come onto this campus. They get to see that God is, uh, is about them. They get to see that the church is a fun place. That They get to see that there's energy here and there's excitement and there's joy. All of those things are great. It is a great ministry. It is a wonderful opportunity. And friends, we need two coaches. Let me say that again. We need two coaches. Let me say that again, we need two coaches because here's the deal, if we don't have enough coaches, then we really can't do the ministry and what we do not want to do is we do not want to reach back out to those people and say, hey, I know you've signed up for upper basketball, sorry, the league didn't make because we needed two coaches, All right. So if you are willing and can help, you do not have to be a basketball expert. I promise you. If you can herd cats, you can coach upward basketball. You know, it's, it's really a lot of fun. And, uh, and I would, I would encourage you to be a part of this ministry. It really is a powerful opportunity and we would love for you to, uh, to sign on. Uh, we have people of all ages that are coaching and we need, need, need you so if you're willing you can come see me you can come see any of our staff members or you can just send us a text we're going to be talking about the text line here in just a minute but um, you can send us a text say hey i'm interested in coaching upward basketball and we will get that information all right today we're going to begin a new series of messages talking about the power of routine how many of you just by a raise of hands have a routine in your life at all anybody have a routine yeah that's everybody if you don't have a routine you're not awake Because you have a routine of going to bed, you have a routine of waking up, maybe not at the same time, but you still have a routine. There are routines that we have in our life, and some of them we don't even think about. Some of them we never even consider. But we all have things in our life that we do regularly, and we honestly do them a certain way regularly. So those are our routines. What I'm going to tell you today is that there is great power in routine, there's a lot of good in us doing things, and we're going to talk about this over the next seven weeks. We're going to talk about some routines, some habits that we can have in our life that help us to grow closer to Jesus. That grow to grow closer in our walk with Christ. To become more, uh, to become more faithful and more healthy in our spiritual lives. I'm going to go ahead and give you a quick uh, overview of the entire series because we're going to talk about over the next seven weeks. T- today, we're going to talk about attending worship. Check. You're good. I mean, this is a really great thing because you're, you're here. Let me, let me tell you, though, we're going to talk about next week, we're going to talk about reading your Bible. Then we're going to talk about praying. We're going to have a week where we're going to talk about fasting, Some of you are like, fasting? I don't even know what that means. I'm kind of a slower, not a faster. Um, Anyway, we'll talk about that. Give generously. Share your faith and then practice community. So seven different items that we will talk about. I will tell you, as I look at that list, I think if I, I, there are some of those that I'm like, I got it. I have got that figured out. I'll just go ahead and tell you. I pretty much attend worship. I'm pretty much here, right? So, and, and some of you are like, yeah, I've got that too. So uh, some of those you say, yeah, I'm good on, but then there are others that I say, and I hope that you do, that you say, you know, I probably need to work on that a little bit. And so we're going to give you some really practical ways to put these things into practice, some, some opportunities to kind of grow in our understanding of these of these routines, and we're going to see over the next seven weeks the power of routine. My hope and my goal is that over the next seven weeks, you might start a new habit, that you might actually take on something that you're not regularly doing in your life Right now, and we're gonna try to give you some touch points, some practical touch points along the way that you can say, okay, I, I'm doing this because the pastor told me to, but over the period of the pastor telling me to, it actually became something that I enjoy and that is important to me. So, those seven things we're gonna talk about beginning these habits. Today, we're gonna talk about the regular attendance of worship. We're gonna talk today about going to church I don't know if you uh, have have, uh, I don't know if you'll resonate with me on this I don't know if you ever had uh, a difficulty with this but when I was a kid I had a drug problem my parents drug me to church on Sunday morning. They drug me to church on Sunday night. They drug me to church on Wednesday night. Uh, some of you could see that coming, you know. Um, I know, I mean, I, I, I have told you before that church has really been a part of my life for all of my life. I, I, I think the words I've used before are I was nine months premature Baptist. So I was like, I've been in church all of my life. This is, there's never been a time that attending worship has not been a part of my life. And, and honestly, for a lot of you, as I look out, I, I see a lot of you that I see every single week sitting in that chair. That chair. Because you have your assigned seat. And I know if you I, like, honestly, you might, you might feel this is a little odd. But when there's a hole in your spot, I know you're gone. I know, and, and so it is, it is a, it is a process that we, we commit ourselves. But I will tell you, there is more to attending church, to that idea of, of faithfully attending church. There is more to that than just warming a chair. I mean, you can sit there and you can endure this moment, or you can actually engage. I, I've had a number of people over the years, and it's always a sad conversation. It's a difficult conversation, but there are times that I've had conversations with people that that maybe they've kind of waned in their in their church attendance, and I'll give, I'll give them a call and just say, "Hey, been missing you. Things going okay?" And they'll say, "Yeah, you know, I, I just kind of got to a point where I wasn't really getting much out of church." And my my conversation is always, I mean, obviously there's a personal thing there because I'm always like ooh that's that kind of that kind of stings that means that maybe my sermons have not been as effective as they could have been and I, I understand that that that's a that's a possibility but the other side of that so I have a responsibility or the church has a responsibility in that, but so does the person because you see. Just coming to church and just saying, well, it's Sunday, so I go to church. 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 There's a difference in it's Sunday, so I go to church, and I'm headed to church, and I am intentionally praying, God, show me what you want me to see today. God, reveal to me areas of my life that need to change today. God, would you affect me by the teaching of your word? Would you internalize the principles that are going to be presented today? When, when we come, not just with an attitude of, it's Sunday, I'm going to church, but when we come with an attitude of, Lord, I want you to do a work in my life today. I promise you, God usually hears that prayer and answers it. When we come prepared and ready, God does something in our life. For some of you, right now, right now, just in your spirit and in your mind, you need to just silently pray a prayer. God, would you do that in me today? Would you allow me to be affected by being here? I'm here, but I don't want to just be here because it's Sunday. I actually want to gain something from being here. And I believe God can use that. And he can accomplish that in your life, in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. Talking about coming to church is, number one, good because you're all here. I mean, this is literally preaching to the choir. But the other side of that is, and I I want you to hear this, that there are some in our life that need to experience weekly church attendance, but they're missing out. And I want you even right now, we're going to give you a, a specific way to apply this, but I want you right now to just be thinking about somebody that's not here, but should be. Not not in a guilt way, not in a condemning way, but just as a, hey, I want you to know that God's really using this in my life, and I want him to do the same things in your life. Who is somebody that you can pinpoint, maybe a friend or a family member or a neighbor or a coworker that maybe you could... Invite to be a part of what you're a part of, to experience what you're experiencing. Maybe not somebody who's lost. Maybe it's somebody who is very much a Christian, but just over time, the habit, the routine of church attendance has just kind of fallen by the wayside. It happens. It's easy for that to happen. It takes a time to start a habit. It takes a much shorter time to break one. Sometimes if we just miss a couple of weeks of church, we'll all of a sudden be like, well, I I don't know if I'm going back. I want you to be thinking about somebody that maybe you could encourage in that. As we turn our attention to God's word, the book of Hebrews, chapter 10 is where we are. Hebrews chapter 10. The writer of Hebrews has spent a great deal of this letter that is written to Jewish people explaining how... Jesus is better than all of the religious practices of the Jewish faith. He, he has explained, and just kind of gone systematically through the practice of Judaism and basically said, Jesus is even better. Not Jesus is a removal, but Jesus is better. Our worship of Jesus is better, our our connection with Jesus is better and greater, and in some ways, Jesus is the fulfillment of some of those practices of Judaism. He actually gets to the passage that we're going to look at today, and, and he uses a word therefore, meaning because of everything that I've talked about, because Jesus is so good, it is... Uh, important that we that we uh, take some actions that we, that we apply this in a way now, I, I will tell you before I jump into the scripture, I will tell you that um, this scripture is one of the only scriptures that we find in the New Testament that specifically addresses the gathering or the intentional gathering of god 's people and encourages people not to miss out on that and You may say, well, if this is the only scripture then maybe it's not that important. I would tell you that it actually is very important. And the reason that this is the only scripture is because in the New Testament, the idea of somebody being a believer and not being a part of the church was completely foreign. It would be as if, like, if if I had to somehow, as as your pastor of this church, make a rule and post a sign out on the door that said, um, if you are going to come to church, you must wear clothes. I'm thankful that all of you followed that rule today. Now, I, I know that sounds really odd, but there are some rules and there are some encouragements and there are some principles that just go unsaid. And there's no reason to say them because everybody's following them. We don't make rules about whether or not you should wear clothes because you all are, thankfully. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, it just makes sense, right? The same. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm, this is an exaggeration, but I, but it is the same. It's true in the in the New Testament where there's not really a lot of "Hey, you need to go to church." Hey, you need to go to church because it was just done. It was just expected. It was obvious that that was a part of what needed to happen. And so we come to Hebrews chapter 10 and we get to this point. By the way, the book of Hebrews was one of the later books of the New Testament, which is probably why it's included here. Because over time, people kind of fell out of the habit. They fell out of the the responsibility of being a part of church services. The scripture we're going to read today is in verse 19 of chapter 10. Look what it says. It says, therefore, therefore, meaning because, therefore, brothers, and as I read this, I want you to notice the collective language. Listen to what it says. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us, the writer of Hebrews has established that Jesus is better, that Jesus is more, that Jesus is greater. He has created that and in, in, in an understanding that is that is really a, not a debatable point. He has done a great job of walking through the Old Testament practices and showing that the worship of Jesus is better than those things. He has shown that clearly. And here he He brings that to a culmination of an understanding that says, and by the way, Jesus gives us passage and entrance into the presence of God. For the Jewish people, this would have been a mind-blowing declaration. Because for them, the only person that went into the presence of God, into the holy of holies, where God's glory dwelled. The only person that was able to go there was the high priest. He went in once a year in a very ritualistic, pure way. The Bible actually describes that, that that there were bells that were tied to the bottom of his robe so that if he went in there in an unpure way and God struck him dead, they would know because the bells would stop tinkling. And they tied a rope to his foot so that if he died in there, they could pull him out and not have to go in and get him. This was, for, for, for the writer of Hebrews to say, every one of us, because of Jesus, can enter into the presence of the Almighty God, they would have thrown the scroll down and said, whoa. But that was the truth because of the blood that Jesus shed, because of the death he died, because of the forgiveness that he offers. Every one of those Hebrews that were reading this letter and every one of us can enter into God's presence. We can do that personally. But friends, we also do that corporately. We do that when we come together as the body of Christ, when we sing worship songs collectively as the body of Christ, when we express our praise, when we open his word, when we fellowship with one another, when we have conversations out in the hallway, when we gather together, when we encourage one another, when we witness baptism. All of those things are a part of us entering into the presence of Almighty God. Why would you miss that? Why would you miss out on that opportunity? He is saying that we have the privilege of being able to to be present with God. Let us hold fast to the confession. Let us draw near. We have a great high priest. His name is Jesus. He then finishes it up by this. He says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Don't miss it. Let us consider. Let us think about how we can encourage one another. Let us think about how we can lift others up. Let us encourage one another. Let us be a part of of being a part of the body of Christ. The body of Christ should be a place that we are lifted up in our faith, in our practice, in our walk, in our family, in our parenting, in our childing. We are a part of the body of Christ. This is what it's about. We should never, we should never say, well, I don't really want to be a part of that. Friend, when we say that, we are the ones that are missing out. We need to be a place that is encouraging to one another, that is lifting others up. What the writer of Hebrews was saying was this, and you know it to be true, and I do too. He was saying, Life is hard, and we need each other. Life is hard. And we need each other. I said it it earlier, there are people in this room that are ahead of you in your journey. There are people who who have had your experience and they've walked that road before and you need them. And there are people in this room that are behind you. And you're looking back and saying, I've been where they are and they need you. And we need each other. Our life is hard. We really need. Each other. It's such a simple message, and it's so simple that it—it's almost like, well, yes, yeah, sure. But oh man, you know, I, I have two quick action points for you today, and and one of them you're going to be like, yes, I've, I've I've got that. That makes a lot of sense. The first one is this: um, regularly attend, be a part of the gathering of God's people. Regularly attend. Uh, We are at a point in our life and in our uh, child leadership years. uh, We have a teenager who is a senior in high school and uh, he is looking at colleges. And we are doing a lot of college visits right now. And that is not fun. Um, there are lots of decisions to be made. There are lots of choices to be made. Uh, when you are a 17, 18 year old, uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm venting for a second. Um, when you're 17 or 18 year old, you are not ready to make life altering decisions, but oh well, it's here. It doesn't matter. But on all of those college visits, can I tell you, there's been one theme that has been true of every single visit that we've taken. Every single one. At some point, they have talked about the college experience, they've talked about, you know, the dorms, they've talked about the food service, and they've talked about just all of these different things, but every single one. Every single one, there has been one common theme every time. If you want to succeed as you come to college, so you're about to make this step, you're about to leave your family. If you want to succeed, there is one thing that you need to do. Go to class. Just go to class. Honestly, and I I mean, I'm I'm looking out at some some educators right now. Uh, Some of you know this. If you just go to class, you are like in the top 80th percentile of the college campus you you have already accomplished something that a lot of people are just dismissing just go to class if you go to class you will gain just by being present what a lot of people are missing out on and you will probably do very well in classes that you attend I mean that I'm saying that and you're sitting there going well sure hey y'all This is class. Church is class. One of the things that that you can do to grow in your faith is not miss class. And I don't mean like a classroom like, okay, study and homework, even though I am going to have homework for you this week, so (laughs) here we go. We just need to be a part of the gathering of God's people. This just needs to be a given. Engaged, ready to learn, ready to grow, ready to apply the truths and principles. Let's just be a part of what God's doing. Regularly attend. And then secondly, encourage others to attend. You see, Again, it's, this, is a, this is a great message for you to be a part of. If you're watching online, then you're still a part of this. If, if you're attending church today, you are so glad that you came, aren't you? I'm like, oh boy, I'm really glad that this is not the day that I decided to skip. Right? I mean, this feels good, right? We're, we're all on the same page. Everything's working, right? Encourage others to attend, though. I told you a minute ago, who is the person that is not here today? It might be a family member, it might be a friend, it might be a coworker, it might be a neighbor. Who is somebody in your life that needs what you're getting? Who is somebody in your life that needs to experience what you're experiencing? Do you have a name? Yes, it's that name, the one you just thought of. It's that person. Who is the person? Now, I'm not talking about somebody who's necessarily, it might be, but not necessarily somebody who doesn't know Jesus. We'll talk about that later. But I'm just talking about somebody who is not experiencing the body of Christ on a regular basis. Who is that person? We're going to ask you to do something today. This is your homework. We're going to ask you to do something today, and we're going to ask you to, this week, we're going to ask you to invite somebody to come to church with you. Just, it's really simple. Just invite somebody to come to church. And, I mean, make it enticing. Like, tell them you'll pay them or something. I don't know. We need this, and we need the body of Christ, and there are other people in our life that need it, but they're not getting it. So I want you to encourage somebody to attend. I want to do that in such a way, um, so i want to do that in a way that i want to pray for you and i want to pray over the name of the person that you're going to encourage to attend i want to as a matter of fact our entire staff we're going to be praying for you this week and we're going to have some names that we're going to be inviting to attend but some of you are going to have somebody and i want i want to know who that is so what i want you to do is i want you um you can do it right now or you can do it later but I, i i encourage you to do it as soon as possible I want you to pick up your phone, and I want you to text me the name of the person that you're going to um, attend. Now, let me just say a couple of things. First of all, I need you to text me a first and a last name or a last initial, not just one word, okay? The reason is because we have keywords, and if you text a word that it doesn't recognize, it's just going to send it back to you, and you don't want that. So we want to actually have a name. So a, a, a name and a first initial or a first initial and a last name or something like that. If, if you want to do first and last name, that's great. Let's see. If we were going to text something to the church, what number do you think we might use? Oh, yeah. That's it. Um, so I, I want you to just text me a name. First and last. Text me a first name and last initial. Go ahead. You can do it now. Um, and, and, and we're going gonna to pray for you this week. If you don't text, you can pull out one of those blue cards in front of you. You can write the name down. But we just want to pray. Now listen, we're not going to reach out to that person for you. We're not going to be like, this is not some multi-marketing, multi-level marketing scheme or anything like that. We just want to pray for you, that's all. And how great would it be, how great would it be if next week we showed up here and we looked around and we said something like this. Who are all these people? Do you know how that happens? By you inviting a friend it's that simple god is using the gathered church in your life the reason i know that is because you're here you don't come here just because you come here you come here because there's something valuable to it god is using the gathered church in your life why would we keep that from others why would we miss out on that from others? Why would we keep that a secret? Hey, friend, family member, coworker, neighbor, I would love for you to go to church with me next week. I'd love for you to come be my guest. Sit by me. When they come, we will be talking about The power of reading God's word. And I promise you, I promise you, if there is one thing that I could do to get everybody to grow in their faith, it would be read your Bible. And so you never know what God might do by using that simple invitation. It might make a massive difference in someone's life. Hey, before we close, I have one final thing that I just need to tell you about, and it, this—it's really—I I, I meant to—I meant to integrate it a little while ago, but I just passed right by it in my notes. We're starting something, and you're going to hear about it this afternoon. If you're on our mailing list, then uh, if you're on our mailing list, then you'll get some information about this. But we're going to be starting a meals ministry in our church. That is just an opportunity when people have needs, when people have uh, difficulties, surgeries, physical difficulties, birth in their family, all those different death in their family, any of those opportunities. We as a church want to be an encouraging church. We want to be the body of Christ. We want to be a, a community of, of faithful believers. And so we're going to be starting a meals ministry. And we have some people that are already doing that. We have some small groups that are already doing that. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And this does not take the place of what's already happening. But it's just an opportunity to kind of expand that ministry and, uh, and develop some things. So you'll be getting an email from me about that. The reason that that's important to hear is because that's a part of being a part of the church taking care of others, lifting others up, encouraging others, making a difference in people's lives. As we come to a close today, I just want to encourage you. I'm going to have a word of prayer. We're going to sing a song. As we sing that song, I think it would be a great thing for you to sing, but I think it'd be be an even more powerful thing for you to pray for the name that you just mentioned. Pray for that person. Pray that God would give you an opportunity and pray that God would, would open up the door for you to be able to offer that invitation. And pray that God would just pave the way and that that invitation would be met with a, yes, I will come and be your guest. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Thank you for the privilege of, of being present. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, in your, in your presence. God, I thank you for the things that you've done in our lives. And God, we just pray that you will speak to us. God, just allow us to be faithful to you in all things. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together. Let's sing. Let's pray. This is your time.
2: Worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Jesus, the name above every other name Jesus, the only one ever save, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, oh. worthy
4: I uh-huh.
1: thank you again for joining us. If there is something that you feel like you need to talk to a pastor about, we'll be down front. We would love to talk to you about that. But two things before you leave. First, my prayer this week is that as those names come in, that those people would show up in your life unexpected and give you an obvious opportunity to invite them to church. If you see them,